and welcome to the Everyday Board Game Podcast with your hosts, Daniel and Daniel. How would I not be able to start an episode without a disdainful head shaking of yours? Ah, uh, it just means I have to find that perfect spot, of course. Uh, a perfect spot. I, I was going to give it to you the first time. So just so the audience knows, uh, if you're watching this live, you already saw that. Um, he gave me a cue to start the podcast, and I purposely waited about 10 more seconds just just to see just to see what would happen. Because we can't start. It's been too long since we filmed last, and I mean that it's, genuinely. It's been about two weeks. Uh, it's, it's funny. Uh, uh, to the caveat that we're still doing the giveaway, uh, we're pushing it back a week. So instead of the 19th when we do the drawing, we're going to do the drawing on the 26th. Um, and it's just because last week we couldn't record. You got sick because you just got back from a, a con. Yep. I got the Rona. Uh, my wife uh, was forced to sleep in an airport on Thursday night. And I think that's that's where we're thinking she caught it because her flight got canceled at 1 o'clock in the morning and her next flight was until 5.30. Ugh. She saw no point in going to a, a hotel for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. So she, uh, that's where we think she got it. Um we went to the doctor's office on Tuesday. Both of us got tested. Both of us ended up having COVID. I wasn't showing symptoms till later that night. She was showing symptoms since Sunday. Right, which is, you know, unpleasant to say the least. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, that's At why least... we didn't film last week, which we got to give a shout out to a lot of our audience members. Mm-hmm. Because in our Twitch uh, subscription, like a uh, subscription, we just recently got it here. And we got to give a shout out to a lot of them. We got so many subscribers and some gift subscriptions. Mm-hmm. So Thanks really, to Medic Main. Yep. Uh, appreciate all of you guys. I yep. hope this will be worth it. And we'll have a good time later on. Uh, we're already reaching a milestone pretty soon. Thanks to all of the Yeah, we, we need, uh, from what we're seeing here, we need like one more subscriber. Uh, yeah, subscriber to hit us up a sub point. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we're, this, awesome. this is all new to us because we didn't have all this like gift <laughs> right. subscription. Like I'm looking at the chat over here where I could gift a subscriber, and it's just like it's so weird to me. Yeah, it's bizarre, right? No, but we really appreciate it, and we just wanted to give a shout out to everybody. Uh, thank you for doing that. And we're sorry we weren't here last week, but obviously sickness applied to that. But we're going to be making up for it today with our most recent episode. Mm-hmm. We are going to be doing a Broad Game Brainstorm, which is one of our favorite new uh, categories that we've been Start doing. this year, so yeah. this is like the fifth episode, I want to say. Yeah, that's right. And we picked a doozy of one, which actually, at first I was a little nervous about it, and then we started talking about it, and I was like, okay, no, this is easy at this point. It was an easier one. Uh, like I said, I had four games I knew I wanted to get in there. There is a little bit of a stretch, but I'll, I'll talk about it later. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, I knew four that I'm going to go in there that gives you all those fills for this game. And the fifth one, it was just I had to figure out which one fit best in the shortlist. That's right. That's right. And we'll talk about Am I'm, I curious to, I'm curious to know if you think we're going to have any crossovers. I think we may have one. Okay. But I don't think it's going to be that much. Um, the big thing about it, too, was uh, I had this list done last week mm-hmm. when we were thinking about doing the recording. I had it done on Sunday, and I was like, I was not feeling good, and I don't remember <laughs> where I put my short list. So yeah. I can't remember what was on it, but I have five, uh, five games here that I think fits for everything in here. Perfect. And we also wanted to give a shout-out to Level 99. I know their Kickstarter is over. We had every intention for last week for them to be a guest. Yeah. Um, we apologize that they couldn't make it. But, you know. Congratulations to you guys. Yep, they did a fantastic job on their Kickstarter. The next one, we'll have you guys on. Yeah. Uh, and again, it's just. 
out of our uh, hands, really. Both of us got sick. Uh, you had Concrud, which is bad enough as it is. And again, like I said, I had the, the Rona, as we call it over here. Yeah, that's right. It was just, it was not fun. In fact, luckily enough for me, and I'll say this, uh, I'm glad I got the endemic Rona, not the pandemic Rona. Yeah. Because, honestly, it wasn't too, too bad. I had a little bit of a fever, a little bit of a cough. Um, but the main thing was, like, the fatigue and the yeah. COVID brain fog. I, I had both of those. My, my taste and smell never really went away. They got muted, but they never really went away. Yeah. But it was just more the exhaustion. That's uh, what I still have is the exhaustion. But uh, from everything I heard, that still not, could last about two weeks. Yeah, exactly. So what you're saying is I need to piss you off now because it's less likely you could chase me. Yeah, I can't chase you. I mean, I have really bad But I'm in right front now, of the so door. Uh, and you keep forgetting there's a window over there. I can dive out that window. Through the gates. <laughs> can't be that hard. No, this, this is a really good one. Um, but before we get into that, let's talk real quickly. We are doing that giveaway. You briefly talked about it. Here in about the middle of the episode, we're going to tell you guys a code word. So again, keep an, an ear out for that. We've been running this for the past three weeks that we filmed. Mm -hmm. um, four weeks total so far. This will be the last one. Um, we are going to give a free copy of uh, Marvel United mm -hmm. away to one of our listeners. There's a few different ways to enter that. We'll talk about those later on, but listen for the code word that you'll need to enter in. And again, the drawing time. you'll have till the 26th of September now. Originally, we said the 19th, the 26th of September to get it in by that midnight because we're giving it a week uh, for when this actually airs for everybody to listen That's right. To. That's right. But before we get into that, Daniel, what have you been doing lately that's outside of gaming? All right. That was that was a bad segue, but... <laughs> was it supposed to be? Speaking of us being sick outside of our gaming night, we didn't have one. Speaking of outside of gaming, yeah, what have you been up to? Well, and sickness better not be what you. Well, it, what's interesting about here is that um, I put uh, football, which is true. Uh, that I'm a again. I've talked about it earlier when I talked about baseball. I'm a sports fan. I watch hockey. Yep. Hockey season's about to start up here in October. Football season just started, uh, and I, I was mainly going because I was watching the the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. I'm a huge uh, Fighting Irish fan. Uh, they were playing Navy in Ireland. I thought, okay, that's cool, but now. In all honesty, I had to actually change some notes on here. I was lucky enough because I was down and out with uh, coronavirus. I was just laying in the bed for most of the day, and all I did was watch football. Because my wife was feeling better, so she was up front playing Baldur's Gate on the, the, the PlayStation. Yeah. And I, I was too busy dying, so I was laying on bed. I was watching the scores, uh, watching a lot of the games. I saw my alma mater get their butts handed to them by Liberty. I'm a New Mexico State Aggie, so... Yeah, it's just, it's been fun. I, I enjoy a lot of football. I prefer college football over NFL, but I do enjoy NFL. I'm a Tennessee Titans fan. Uh, you'll see me wear NFL hats here and there, uh, Titans hats. Uh, you'll see me wear Irish hats. I just, I played it. I enjoyed it. I enjoy watching it. And it's actually nice when you're just recovering and don't really want to pay attention to anything. Just put something on the background and listen. That's a good one. That's a great <laughs> thing to watch when you don't want to think. No offense. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, no. not ruder the way I. No, no, I, I agree. What I intended, and yeah. a lot of times, I don't like completely invest in the games like some people do. I'll look at my phone or I'll read some emails yeah. or do stuff outside of it. Put it in the background and listen. And if something interesting's happening, I'll look at it. But again, from like ten o'clock 
on Saturday till probably 8 p.m. that night. Uh, that's all I watched was I went to this game, and I have ESPN Plus, so they have a lot of smaller conference games, so I can watch like the Conference USA or the Sun Belt games and stuff like that. Stuff that you don't see on the the TV because mainly that's Alabama and Texas. Though I will say this, that Alabama Texas game this week was actually really really good, and I'm not a fan of either team. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of blowouts this week. Uh, I'm hoping for some tighter games coming up. But yeah, I'm just I'm a big sports nut. The three sports I watch again, I said baseball, football, and hockey. Uh, you'll probably hear me talking about hockey in another month because their season's about to start up. Oh, all, all right. right. So that's for me and you. And me outside of gaming, um, I was originally going to talk about the convention that I just went to. Mm-hmm. However, something new happened uh, recently, a couple, a few weeks ago that I had been wanting to be part of for a while, and my wife finally said, okay, go buy a Nintendo Switch. Yay! And I finally bought one. It was a Switch Lite, so, you know, I yeah, don't it's a technically have the whole the whole thing. But that's fine. You're because... not, honestly, you're not missing anything. There's no difference between the Lite and the normal Switch other than the fact that the Switch can port to the TV. Yeah, exactly. Um, which only matters for, like, bigger games, party games, and stuff. Yeah. I technically have my kid's console, but... That's fine. I wanted it for me because I've been wanting to play Animal Crossing, and oh my goodness, have I been playing Animal Crossing? It's fun. That right? has been almost two straight weeks of just <laughs> nonstop, multiple hours a day. Last night was one of the more relaxed nights I've had, and I spent I think four hours straight. I went through a full charge on my Switch Lite, <laughs> just Animal Crossing. Nice. Got like ninety thousand bells. It was awesome. I've also downloaded a few other games I was interested in. I downloaded Dwarf Romantic. I tried out a level of that. Speaking of which, did you see Game Vault has them in now? Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, they posted a picture of it. Ooh. Well, let's go. <laughs> oh, sorry. We still have an episode to go. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, just, I just saw a picture on there, so. It, well, like, the, the video game was fine. I mean, it wasn't... You finally played it? I finally played it. It was okay. I mean, it was the first time I played it. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Still haven't played my version of it, so. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad. Again, if you play for the, the, the Nintendo Plus, we can play Dorf Romantic together. Oh, no, I bought a Switch Lite so I could be by myself. <laughs> but anyway, um, I also bought City Skylines, which was on sale. Um, I picked up... Uh, I really don't like the uh, console ports for those that game. Yeah, the, I just played it a little bit. It was yeah. a little weird. But I have been looking at like, a few other games I've been wanting to. Um, I thought about buying... It cracked me up. I went to GameStop, and uh, I saw a game on the shelf called Samba de Amigo, which is... Uh, it's like a Maraca-themed like, rhythm game, right? Oh, of course you would. Of course I would. But I was familiar with Samba de Amigo long before it was... It, Came to console and stuff. That was just like that was one of those games where it's so goofy, so silly. It's kind of like Parappa the Rapper with, with yeah, like yeah. Rockets, right? And I I saw the the pre order copy. I was like, oh, how popular has this been? And or it came out actually. And I was like, oh, I found it on the shelf. Here it is. And the person who was working there, she was like, you're the only person who has shown any interest in that since we released it. <laughs> I was like, well, that shows my style, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> But then, of course, I got a, a, a Taiko Drum style ah. like game. I got picked that up that I've heard good things about. And I haven't gotten a chance to play them all because I've been just uh, paying off my house. Yeah, no, it's important. I yeah, when I, I played Animal Crossing when it came out, uh, that was during the, the height of the pandemic when we were all stuck at home. So it, it was yep. the pandemic saver. I remember me and the wife put hundreds of hours. I mean, 
she would spend about six hours in the morning playing it, and then I'll spend about another six hours playing it in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. Um, whether, and I, what I liked about the Switch, too, is like when she wanted to play it, she always played it in handheld mode, so I could just watch TV or do something else yeah. while she's playing it. And so it was It was actually really fun. I, I do enjoy I Like I was telling you, I think, was it my about a couple weeks ago when we went to El Paso, we were talking about the Switch games. I never played a, every single one of the... Um, Animal Crossing games. I liked them. I played the one on the 3DS, and I played the one on the GameCube, the first one, mm-hmm. and now this one. I still think this one's my favorite, and it just it's because it's got a lot of cutesy charm to it, and the fact that yep. I did it with my wife together, we shared the island. She had her house on one side, she had I had one house, and then we worked together to make it really nice, get yep. those Lily of the Valley stuff. So yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, I've been enjoying the mess out of it. It's so good. I, I like what it's doing new. Um, a friend of mine who was like, yeah, was like, I stopped playing Animal Crossing since they messed up at some event in, in August or something. I was like, none of that matters to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, Honestly, I, I didn't care. care about like the event stuff. And, um, yeah. What I liked going was to other people's islands to get people to come or visiting yep. the different islands to get people to come to your island to build houses on your island and stuff like that. Yeah. Going through the different characters, I really enjoy collecting the bugs and fighting the tarantulas in the. the... I, I'm all about fish. Fishing uh, you're a fish is, guy. Yeah, that, I enjoyed the fishing too. Animal Crossing is far superior than Stardew Valley because of the fishing alone. I know it's a controversial statement, but that that Honestly, is the reason I didn't like Stardew Valley is because that fishing system is really frustrating. I hate that fishing system in Stardew Valley. In fact, I think every game that I've played of Stardew Valley, I've it took me forever to finish the fishing, and it usually yeah. I just bought the fish out of the the the, the market yeah. that, that that one lady came up with mm-hmm. uh, that you would get like every Friday. I forget what it is the the witch the travel cart. Yeah, I'd pick up the fish there and go turn it into the the the, 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 city the community center the center. community center. And I, just because I was like I'm not dealing, especially when they're like the tougher fish, and that thing's just bouncing around left and right. I was getting so annoyed with it. But everything else about Stardew Valley, I enjoy. But yeah, the, the 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 fishing is superior in Animal Crossing. By far. By far. Now, so challenge for every one of our viewers and anybody in the comments, please post below some of the suggestions you have for me for Nintendo Switch games, specifically board game stuff. Um, I want to know what your thoughts are on that. I, I have only bought, um, actually no, I haven't bought a single board game app yet. Even though I know I could buy Carcassonne. I have other games I want to buy that are. Uh, and all honestly, you have Carcassonne on Steam, so. And I have it on my phone too. Uh, <laughs> if I have to give a recommendation, uh, the Wingspan uh, one is really, really well done. I think it's Monster yeah. Couch or something like that. They did a really good job on there. Unmatched now is on the Switch. If you wanted it, just yeah. try to like some of the other things without having to play the base games. Because uh, you you could buy it on Match. I think it's like. 15 bucks or something like that. I think that's Terraforming right. Mars is another one that's on there. Uh, I haven't looked for it myself, but I know it's there. I know I have uh, a possibility of getting it on my, my Steam account. But I'm trying to think... Uh, oh, uh, get Raiders of the North Sea. I have that one. That's another one we could play yeah. online against each other. So, like, if you're just bored at home and I'm not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> one of us should be filming the podcast when you're rotating it up. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll sit there and play. Yeah, no. And all I, honesty, I hard, I barely played any video games uh, last week when I had it. I, I know. played some Baldur Gate, and by the way, Baldur Gate actually took me away from Starfield. Remember how I was like super yes. excited for Starfield? Yes. I was playing it, 
And then a friend of ours, a friend of mine, gave me a fifty dollars gift card for PlayStation. Uh, so I used it to buy Baldur's oh. Gate three. Yeah. And still had to pay an extra thirty bucks. It's an eighty dollars game. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But my God, that game is so. It's my game of the year so far, and I'm not even done with it. And the story's really good. Wow. How fun it is! I love the tactical combat that you have to do. It kind of yeah. reminds me of. Um, Final Fantasy Tactics growing up, yeah. where you have to be like, okay, I'm here and here. Oh, this is my archer. I should put them high in high ground. This way they're out of everybody's range, and then they have the high ground bonus. So it's it's really cool what it's doing, and I've really enjoyed it. And I've played the mess out of it the last uh, couple days. Uh, it's like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, just because the catch-up. I wasn't playing a lot of it because I was sick, but yeah, it's really good. To the point where it took me away for a game that I've been anticipating all year. In fact, I bought a whole system. To play that game, and Baldur's Gate Three took me away from it. That's how good that game is. Speaking of Dungeons and Dragons, we watched the movie, me and the whole family, the new Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Movie. Have you seen it yet? Yeah. My wife loved it. I love that movie. She she was like I out of everyone in my family, I was probably the least excited. But like yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I would gladly watch it again. I I was like it's probably a seven out of ten. And a, she was like, that was awesome. Like, that's a fair point. I, I'd rate it a 7 out of 10, too. Yeah. It's not, like, perfect by any means, but it's just, it's fun. Yeah. I, I do enjoy that movie a lot. I bought it uh, when it came out on digital. Because me and the wife wanted to go see it in theaters and just never got around to it. And so, finally, we were just sitting at home. It's like, oh, it's for sale. And the wife's like, just buy it. And this way we can watch it. We have a nice uh, system uh, yeah. living in the living room. So, I was like, okay. Bought it, and we just sat there. We enjoyed it. She she probably says the same thing. It's like, yeah, it's a bit predictable. Yeah, you can see kind of where everything's going. Sure. Yeah. But it's just, it's fun. Yeah. It, it had enough good. nods to D&D where I appreciated yeah. it. It had enough silly folklore that, and, and the acting and the smart Alec remarks mm-hmm. and stuff from the main character. Like, it, it worked. And the thing about it, too, is I also really, really loved the fat dragon. Yeah, the fat dragon. That was ridiculous. But when the owl bear popped up, I'm like, my my wife kind of looked at it, was like, Who's, and I was like, that's an owl bear. It's a half owl, it's half owl, half bear. Just go with it. Well, speaking of which, in Baldergate, I adopted an owl bear cub. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I, I have that going you, for you me. You be your um your <laughs> little, uh what what's the what's the name of like a of an animal that follows you around like a spirit animal thing? A familiar. Familiar. Yeah. yeah. I, I, familiar. Well, I have a familiar for a dog. Ah, there you go. I'm playing a, a paladin right now because that's usually what I play in Dungeons and Dragons. I like the tankiness of it, but the possible healing. Yeah, you know what I normally am in Dungeons and Dragons? Chuck a coin. I'm, a, I'm normally a rogue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember think I'd be a wizard. But no, 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 I'm normally you're a, rogue. a rogue. Yeah, I'm way too lazy for a wizard. I, can, I don't want to think about spells and stuff. No way. No way. Uh, I remember Chuck a coin. Sermungus <laughs> Chuck a coin. That's right. Actually, I'm now doing a theme with all of my Switch games. Every time I get to name a village, it's always Mungus themed. <laughs> I have Mungus Land and Mungusville. Or my two villages and cities I'm in. Um, it's Mungus Land for uh, uh, Animal Crossing. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. Because why not? Why not? Why not? All right. With that being said, let's get into the contest before we get into the brainstorm. That's right. You have a chance to win one of these. A beautiful free copy of Marvel Unlimited. Marvel United. Marvel United. I've never played this game before. No, I've played it once. Um, Marvel United. You have a chance to win. It's very easy how. 
First off, if you follow us on Twitch, you automatically have a free ticket to enter. That's free. There's your chance. But if you want to up your chance, you're going to go to YouTube, Everyday Board Games um, 2020. So it's at, uh, yeah, at YouTube, YouTube everyday, uh, YouTube.com slash at Everyday Board Games Podcast. That's right. And you're going to subscribe to us on YouTube. You get a free ticket by doing that. But if you want to up your chances even more, you're going to listen to all of our episodes. You're going to listen to it live on twitch.tv slash everydayboardgames. And we're going to give you a code word for each of these episodes. When you do so, email us at everydayboardgames2020 at gmail.com. In the subject line, you're going to put contest. And in the body, you're going to put two things. Our code word, which we'll say in a minute. And you're going to email us some way where we contact you in case you're the lucky winner. So that is going to more than double your chances to get in on this game. And remember, it is open to UK, Canada, and the United States. That's right. So, our code word today is... Ultron. And in case you couldn't hear my whisper, that's Ultron. U-L-T-R-O-N. Right? Mm-hmm. You gave that look like I misspelled it. Huh? Yeah, I was like, like wait. Six dude, letters. Let me double check. I mean, okay, he did put the O in there. Yep. <laughs> U-L-T-R-O-N. Ultron. Ultron, yep. There you go. So, we'll also say that again at the end of the episode, but by all means, stick tuned. Stay tuned. Stick tuned. I'm going Nickelodeon style. Stick tuned. Stay tuned. Stick around. Stick tuned. No, no, I'm not seeing any slime. We're good. Yeah. Um... <laughs> oh, man, if only. No. I saw some slime-themed shoes the other day. Of Adidas course shoes. you did. I really thought about it. Speaking of which, I got door dashed, uh, like, right before I got sick. I think it was that Monday or something like that. Uh-huh. And I watched the guy walk up to the thing, and all uh-huh. I could think of was, like, hey, those are Danny shoes. It's literally those Adidas, or no, those Pumas. Pumas. Yep, that's right. It was legitimately <laughs> a selling point that they glue in the dark. Of course Glue, glue in the dark? I, I don't know. He can't speak today. I can't word. Alright, so you ready to get into this? That's right. We're going to break down the game, which I don't even think we talked about at the top of the episode, what we're going to be doing. What we do is we take a classic game at least 20 years or older, and so far has been more 20 years or older on all these games, almost. Almost. Pandemic was the only one that was slightly within that. Um, Alright, 10 years or older, either way. Classic, well-known board game. That if you have played and grew up with and started enjoying, maybe even it got you into the hobby, we can give you some recommendations based on our five criteria that we normally have with our top eight debate. Today's game is Munchkin. That's right. Munchkin, the classic game of shenanigans and take that and take backstabbing. That and backstabbing your friends. Yeah. Okay, before we get into it, I wanted to add something to Board Game Brainstorm. Let's let's talk about how we feel about the game beforehand. For like for me. Munchkin was one of the few games that was like the introductory game for me into uh, gaming. Forbidden Island, uh, Forbidden Desert, King of Tokyo, Munchkin, uh, and Deception, not Deception, uh, Patrol at the House of the Hills. Those are some of the five games really that I started playing when you're showing them at the shop uh, that got me into it. Munchkin was one that I remember uh, going to a friend's house when I just started uh, learning gaming groups or Game Head Geek was one of the games that we always played at his get-togethers mm-hmm. was munchkin because to the point where he made like a whole trophy for whoever won that game of munchkin that night that's uh cool. and it was the the helmet oh that's great <laughs> yeah so 
we had a blast with it. I, I really did enjoy it. But again, it's one of those things where if and I talked about it not too long ago when we talked about something that's kind of like uh, Cards Against Humanity kind of thing where you just play it so much you're kind of sick of it. And that's kind of what happened to me with Munchkin. Yeah. It's just for like the first two or three years, that's all I really played. It's one of the few games I owned. I had yeah. two different copies of it. I had regular Munchkin and I had Legends. And I just kept playing a lot of them. I now I don't even think I have a Marvel the edition or anything like that. But, but yeah, it just repetition made me sour on it. That's all it is. Sure. Little, my tastes changed. I got more into gaming. I more love the more of the complex stuff. And so we just it kind of escaped for me. But I still have a soft spot for Munchkin. Absolutely. Yeah, I do too. Um, you know, <coughs> Munchkin is one of those games where. It, it's almost fun to hate now. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of gamers, like, go, oh, Munchkin. Oh, you like Munchkin? Uh, uh, you know, like, I like good games instead. Yeah. Uh, it's like, come on, come off it. Because Munchkin is a card game version of a distilled D&D experience. I mean, that's what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they took all the silliness and all the in-jokes and stuff of D&D campaign. Yeah. And they turned it into a silly card game. Yeah. That doesn't need to be complicated. Steve Jackson Games did a fantastic job on it, I thought. Yeah, it was really I, good. I, I don't I think love it's the, the best for... game ever, but... Who who did the art for John Kavalik. Kavalik, that's right, yeah. 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 Um, Ian McGinty ended up doing the art for like the comics and some yeah, of the yeah, newer yeah. editions. But, um, yeah, oh, John Kavalik, I mean, we'll, we'll be talking about him here in a bit. <laughs> we'll get him likely art in production. But it it's one of those things where I will still gladly play it, I won't go out of my way to ask for it, but I do own probably 20 sets. I was excited to get the Munchkin TCG when mm-hmm. they made it. Yeah, I, I, I knew you really were. I'm always open to try different versions of Munchkin. I know, like, the op makes versions of Munchkin that are, like, yeah, that theme, more family-friendly. Like, there, there's like, a, there's a Marvel version. Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> I have played the Marvel version. That one's actually really cool. Yeah. Yeah, they, it, it's a fun thing when you have the different uh, character abilities. And, and stuff. you also have, uh, you were telling me about a rule that you started playing with Munchkin just because recently. Yeah. It's like the, the shorter version. Uh-huh. Yeah, you just start on level five. Simple. So, yeah. Um, it, it's very, very simple on how to do that. But, um, yeah, it, it's, it, it, it saves up a little bit of that extra slog at the beginning of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and expedites it a lot quicker but it's it's not that long it's not a big deal munchkin can take long though if you play the full 10 rounds and then they have like an extended version if you go to i think it's like 15 or 20 something like that yeah something like that yeah i was like no i i liked it for what it was again and i'm not one of the people to hate on it i'll still play it if someone wants to play it it's just i soured on it just because i played it so much it's it's the same if you play the same thing over and over again there's going to be only a few things that you like doing over and over again there's only a certain amount of movies that I like watching over and over and over again, like for background noise. Yep. Same thing with the, this. There's only a few games like Little Devils. That's a fine filler game, and I can play that over and over again because it's not about the game at this point. It's just about the what, what you're doing, people. And Munchkin just can't fill that role anymore because right. it takes a little too long. That's fair. Let's, let's actually go into it now. Um, we're going to break down our five criteria, and we're going to give you recommendations that if you are a fan of Munchkin, or even if, like us, you've cooled a little bit on it, there's a reason we're doing this list. Mm-hmm. So that way we can give you your next step games that, depending on what, what parts of Munchkin you liked or like, then you can go on to these. So yep. with those categories, there are ease of play. Uh, that is the simplicity, 
familiarity of the mechanisms likely to get to the table and how easy it is to learn, understand, and to teach it. Uh, next up, you have replay value, which is the length of time in scaling well, the minimum number of plays for the full experience, and expandability, already existing expansions up to one possible future expansion or confirmed by the designer or publisher. And the way I went around this one, too, is something that has as many plethoras as something that Munchkin sure. has. Because Munchkin, again, we talked about how it's got this. It's got vampires. It's got Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. It has... Uh, so there's like Christmas Christmas Munchkin. So you just yeah. have a lot to choose from. Yeah. Meaningful choice. Like how well uh, you impact other players' strategies, the depth of strategy, tactics, or skills, and arbitrary choices, something like that. Again, we're giving you recommendations if you like the choices that you make in Munchkin. Um, next on our category list here is game immersion. Is the game fun to lose? Is there a lot of player interaction, whether it's table talk, role playing, or in our case with like push your luck aspects of it, that sort of stuff. Uh, and then memorable moments. What are the things that's going to make you jump up and scream in front of everybody because you did something cool? Yep, scream, shout, you know, let it all out. Uh, and then there's art and production, which will be art, pieces of components, graphic design. John Kavalik art, Decker card, that's pretty much it. But, yeah. Uh, we'll break that down later on. For me, when I do like arm production, we've talked about it. You go along the routes, uh, something like you want to do it as close as possible to Munchkin. Yes. I go the route where I'm like, it's equal to or better than Munchkin. That, yeah. That's literally where we both come through this. So. Yeah. Cool. All right. So let's start with ease of play. So something that is just as easy to play with Munchkin. Um, I'll be the one starting this off. And this is the only game that I have that is also from Steve Jackson games. Um, I, I try not to give too many. But shiggy? Shiggy, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's just as easy because you're, you have a deck of cards, you're playing some cards, you're aim, aiming for a goal. Instead of level 10, you're just trying to get a number of slack points depending on your character. It's silly. It's fun. Um, it's been around longer, I think, since Munchkin. If not, it's been really close. Yeah. Um, it's just as silly, and honestly... It's just as easy to pick up, and the likelihood to get it to the table, the same kind of people who would be willing to play like Munchkin. A, a, a cheesy Munchkin take that game are kind of the same, like, the joke about, like, college slackers. Yeah. Day, right? Um, and it's, honestly, it's so silly. when I played it, I had just gotten, went to Shea Geek for the first time. Um, I had just gotten married. I just got into gaming. So it didn't really hit that thing, but, like, if you do it with, like, college students, it yep. would just be right up there. I think I played it when I was... 30 right for the first time and so i was like yeah i get it it's funny i remember stuff like that when i was yeah. in college but no i think it's a pretty good pick uh, i get and i had to sit there and think like what other steve jackson game is a lot <laughs> like munchkin and the only one i could think of was shaggy because yep. uh, surprisingly steve jackson has a very diverse library yeah yeah they really do actually that would be a great breakdown one of these days, well, one of these days yeah yeah we should reach out to them see what they think <laughs> yeah all right so my next uh, or for my ease of play um, this is a game you don't like. I really do enjoy this one, but I, I think it fits a lot of the criteria that uh, Munchkin does. Um, and for me, it's Smash Up. <laughs> Actually, I, I thought this was going to be for your replay value. Uh, no, I have something that actually fits a little better for replay value. Okay. But I, it, it almost this one could actually fit in like three or four of the categories. But the reason why I like this one too, one, it's separate mechanism. You take two decks, shuffle them up, make one deck, and then you fight and mess with other people. You try to break uh, bases to get points. You want to be the highest score to win, just like Munchkin is. Yeah. Um, you can make deals, but you don't have to follow through with them. That's right. Um, 
quick, simple card game, a lot of variability with a lot of stuff that's comes up, very simple, and especially now that they've actually gone into licenses, so you have a Disney smash-up, you have a Marvel smash-up, you have people that are going to be more intrigued with it, so you got you can pick your poison. I really, really do enjoy this one. I just think, for me, this one went into ease of play, because one, it's real simple. You just play, you smash two decks together, and then you play it as you go very fun game i do enjoy it a lot it's it's a bunch of shenanigans i will say caveat though it's best at three players this way there's not <laughs> a lot of downtime for like that fourth player because they have to go through three different turns and so yeah for, but for me it's smash up cool all right uh round number two no i'm so used to replay top value. eight debate yeah replay value i mean munchkin is an incredibly replayable game yeah incredibly I mean, we, we've talked about playing it's almost nauseum. Um, Munchkin handles three to six players. Mm -hmm. They have a board game version, and they have a lot of different, like, spoof versions, but then they also had a lot of, like, different IP versions, too. Mm -hmm. So I tried to go with something that would that could accommodate effectively a party, and one that uh, has worked with IPs before, but started off being, you know, a really popular game almost an instant bestseller every single time that we show it off at the shop and not only on top of all this this is one of the few games that has both been re-implemented by the op munchkin is one of them uh, the only one i could think of else is code names that's it code names <laughs> yeah i mean code names is super silly right and yeah. you can get into it you could actually make it pretty dark humor if you really wanted to so much the point that they made an adult version mm-hmm pretty dumb but all the it's other versions fine. are way better i like how they made a cooperative version i love that and if you're looking for a game that i think could very easily replace your munchkin in your game group if you guys get so used to munchkin you're so consistent at it i think codenames is like it doesn't replace the style of game yeah but i think your party might even enjoy it and it's even in the same size box you can literally take munchkin off of the shelf and put code names in his place. Both figuratively yep. and how you play. No, I don't disagree with this pick. I'm just more along the lines of, yeah, it hits the party game. Yeah, you got all that stuff. It. This it, is the hardest one. For yeah, me, but no, yeah. It, I, I get it, honestly. Especially since we're gonna, I'm going to have to argue my next pick, not the one, uh, Replay Value, but Meaningful Choice. But um, for my pick here, uh, it's along the same lines diverse themes there's everything's been put on it i think it came out not too long the the first iteration of this game came out uh, around the same time of munchkin maybe a few years later uh it's got a lot of shenanigans that munchkin does uh it's ever changing you have people that are switching uh end goals and stuff like that being like yeah i can't let you win so i'm gonna do this oh. and stuff like that and this one for me it's flux yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think of Flux. That's actually really solid. Yeah, so, and, it, and the thing, like, you were talking about how, like, Codenames has, like, uh, all these different things. Flux has Math Flux, Science Flux, Science Fiction yep. Flux. You have Monty Python Flux, which is actually my favorite version because I yep. really love Monty Python. It's a good version. Uh, you have so many versions of Flux that it's just, same with Munchkin. Pick your poison. Choose what you want to do. That's yep. where I went with the replay value. And this is the first game I thought of when we came up with doing Munchkin. I'm like, it's going to be Flux because it does a lot of... It's a simple card game. Munchkin's pretty much a simple card game, which is a little bit of board to 
show your level, but honestly, you don't need the board. You can use dice. Yeah, the original ones didn't even have that the board. Yeah, just kept track. And so, yeah, it just it's fun how it is, and I like the fact that it's ever changing. You're like changing the end game goals. You're trying to get certain creepers or yep. keepers in front of you. Creepers don't usually let you win the game. However, if this special end game goal is there, then yep. you possibly could win the game. I I really do enjoy this game a lot. It's fun. It's a nice little quick ish game it can go a little long especially if because it it boils down you draw one card you play one card unless the rules change as you're going that's why it's called flux but yeah no i think flux fit this category very well and this is why smash up didn't go my replay that's fair i get it now i totally get it i don't disagree with that that's probably one of the few games that could really oust munchkin Uh, Munchkin and and smash Smash up up. for replay yeah Yeah. because there's so many things you have baking flux yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you do. All right, so this one's to me, meaningful, meaningful choice. choice. And so for me, this is the the pusher one uh, because this is a big game. It's not a small game at all. It's got a bigger foot. But if you want to get away from like that, that um, kind of take that e that is there is still some. But you want something that's bigger than Munchkin a little bit to uh, give you a little more beat, meat to the bone, more meaningful choice. For me, my pick is uh, Dead of Winter. You get your co-oping, you get your, because you have your own personal goals that you're trying to meet for you to still win the game while still working as a group, but you could be the traitor, so you could be backstabbing everybody, but still trying to play the game. Uh, The team to individuality ratio to this munchkin, you do work sometimes as a team to hit your own goals, and that's what you're doing in Dead of Winter. You're working as a team. To succeed with your own goals you could have a card that your personal goal is you need to have so much food stored up and still win the normal game whereas this one people are kind of side-eyeing everyone every time you play and you kind of do that with munchkin especially if you play it a lot you're kind of like i can't let you do that so i'm going to put this monster out here dead of winter is like uh, I, I didn't have that many food in my hand. I, I didn't have that. I have three food in my hand. And then you got someone over there like, you still have three cards. How do you not have food if you got three cards? You were in the supermarket. How do you not have food? That kind of thing. So I get a lot of that tension that you can get in uh, Munchkin a little bit when you're trying to, someone's getting that close to the end game goal. And like I said, this one's a bit of a stretch, but I just, it gives you a lot of that feel because of that hidden trader mechanic. That's my meaningful choice, Dead of Winter. That's on you. Oh, no, that's on you. <laughs> oh, send your what? hate mail to Daniel. <laughs> I don't know. I. You did a great job of trying to sell it. No, my thing about it is I'm not just trying to do the shenanigan aspects of Munchkin. If people want something, oh, I know that, that doesn't go in. That goes into game immersion. That's not with meaningful choice. I I get that. And the thing is, the reason why I went with Dead of Winter, <laughs> it gives you a lot of that aspect, especially like right when you're at the end of Munchkin and someone's like one level away, and you're trying to do everything possible to not let them win. Yeah. You kind of get that because you're hoarding something, or you're not helping the everybody else because you have to do your own personal goals, and it's just mainly because of those personal goals in uh, Dead of Winter. But yeah, this is another one I thought of, and I'm like, yeah, no, this is going here because you get that that tension, especially towards the end game. Yeah. All right, so mine, my <laughs> meaningful choice. It's not going to be as good as mine, but sure, go ahead. Oh, I bet you can't argue this one. So in, in Munchkin, right, the whole game is, it's not so much a take that game as other take that. Like, there's some take that, so it's just straight up, 
Ha <laughs> ha, you lose turrets, right? It's really dumb. This is Watch more... Has that. It, it does have stuff like that. The, you do have like, a lose a turn card. Yeah, no, the, it's mainly the, the curses that are coming up from the deck that mainly impact you. Or that. what other people are playing. Sure, yeah. But really, I mean, the whole thing is it doesn't benefit... It doesn't benefit anybody to, to destroy them until the end of the game. Mm -hmm. Right? That's really what it is. And... And really, there's no reason you can't just, like, kind of get in and wheel and deal and manipulate your way into all of these battles that are working their way up um, until eventually you get to the point where it's like, all right, push come to shove. It's now or nothing. It's on me. Back off, kind of thing. Yeah. And I wanted a game that had that sense. Uh, the first thing I thought when I was like, okay, Munchkin. Dead of Winter, I know. No, Munchkin is all about wheeling and dealing and, and, the, and the shrewd negotiations in it. That's really what makes people really enjoy that. And to Are do you really like... good at Munchkin, no, to do good at Munchkin, you have to be able to make your deals. That's the thing. Know when to make alliances with people, know when to break them, when to keep going with this. And I wanted a game that was lighthearted, um, and you're aiming for the loot, and you can... Be perfectly a cordial person until right at the end when it matters, and then that's when you pull out the big guns. I picked Dead Last by Smirk and Dagger. Oh, okay. Because that, you literally are going for the loot. You could straight up just say, look, he's not going to help anybody. I'm going to ruin him. Like, you could bluff. You can make up stuff. But when it finally comes out to the wire, you need to step it up. Every round, that is the whole point. And that's like feeling in a battle system for that. If you want uh, a Munchkin-style game, like that kind of raucous, wild gameplay, where it's kind of take that -y, but really you're just swindling people and negotiating your way into good deals, mm -hmm. that's that's why Dead Last is, like, hands down, one of the best ones for it. Mm. Say what you will, but a semi-co-op ain't no... Munchkin ain't no semi-co-op. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's fine. I I I'm just not enamored as Dead Last as you are. It's it's I a know. fine game, but eh. I know, but I'd it's almost like social deduction, which is why you don't like it. That much. In a sense, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not right, but it kind of is. I want to show you this uh, new hat that I ordered, um, but I'll do it when we go into our next round. Okay, sounds good. Well, we're about to go into our next round because that was the last one for this. Yeah. Next one is um, game immersion. Game immersion. All right. So I'll be starting this one off. So game immersion, and I don't think you'll disagree with this one. I wanted a game that was a lighthearted, uh, backstabbery card game, as Munchkin is. But I also wanted you to have that almost like, almost a spoof of like D and D, right? Because that's what Munchkin was. It was you are playing as D and D effective characters or some kind of role playing characters. And you are making it in a way where you are, you know, it, you're playing a very lighthearted, civil version of that. But it's still enough where you can get involved in the theme. You'd be like, oh, Walt, you did that? Well, I'm just going to murder death you this way, you know. That's like this. And I wanted a game that, that exemplified that. And the only game that we've ever, I've seen in, like, recent history that I feel really embodies that is Dungeon Mayhem. Dungeon Mayhem, <laughs> I mean, it really does, right? Yeah, I, it's because yeah. it is D and D themed, literally. Yeah, it literally is D and D themed. And you take those characters, and you're like, all right, well, 
I, I see that you did like this giant lightning bolt, and I'm just going to come like throw a million daggers at you all of a sudden, and then make my pet hamster go fight you at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's just silly, and it, it is take that yeah. It's last person standing. It doesn't it doesn't overstay its welcome. But no, you it's get fun. the... And again, it is a step up. It's got a Marvel theme as well, so there's IP on it yes. other than Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. So, I mean, it doesn't get better than that. I'm just saying, Dungeon Mayhem had to be... This this was the first game where, as soon as I was like, okay, Munchkin style, yeah, that's yeah. Dungeon Mayhem was the one. So, um, I wanted to show you this real quick, because this is going to be your new favorite hat that I'm going to wear. It's a uh, rubber the, duck. The rubber ducks. Style. Yeah, the Akron rubber ducks. <laughs> I bought it, and I'm like, yeah, Danny's going to like that hat. I do. I, I, I'm <laughs> quite a fan of rubber ducks. <laughs> All right, so for my game, Immersion 1, this game is actually hits a lot of the thing Munchkin from. But it's older than Munchkin, so you can kind of see Munchkin pulling from actually this game. But it's still in print. You can still play it. They just recently made a two-player version of this specific game. And you do get the immersion out of this because you're playing one of the upteen alien races trying to conquer the cosmic. This is Cosmic Encounter. Oh, uh, I see. Quick, backstabby fun. Wailing and dealing, as you were mentioning earlier. Yeah. You really do get into it because your specific race has specific powers that could break the rules of the game, which pretty much all the races can break certain rules of the game, which is how Munchkin works. Like, there's a cheat code, I guess, in Munchkin. I can't remember what it's called, but where you get to use an extra hand. Yeah. Instead of having two blades, you that get a third. That's a cheat card. Yeah. yeah. And so you have stuff like that in Cosmic Encounters, mainly just in the race. But it's again, it's the wheeling, the dealing. Uh, you get really that amped up moment when someone's getting close to winning. And everybody's like, hey, let's make a deal. And there'll be a three-way tie and that guy won't win. Or, uh, oh, you want to share the win? Because I can come in there and help you. Or do you want to try to do this on your own and I'm going to help them defeat you? Yeah. So that's the wheeling and dealing, the backstabbery. You still have a great time on this. I'm... So yeah, for me, it's uh, for the game immersion. It's Cosmic Encounter. Okay, yeah, that's a that's a good pick. I I completely <laughs> forgot about that one. <laughs> that might have made my list on one of these, but yeah, game immersion. Uh, I'm starting the next one because it's a crossover. Go for it. Uh, for art and production, for me on this one, I had to think something that is a nice little card game, great quality, does a lot of the things uh, that the Munchkin does, and so I went with Dungeon Mayhem. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we did have one crossover. You're right. Yeah. So I knew this one was going to be on your list. I just yeah. didn't know where. I went with the, uh, for this on the art production side of it because again, it hits a lot of the Munchkin criteria. I think the art is a little bit better, but yeah. it can it's cartoony and but you also get like the paladin and stuff like that. Um, the both are card games. Uh, really good price points for both of these games. So that's another thing I hit with the art production value is that they don't skimp on quality even for such a low price point for because i think you can get a pack of dungeon man for like what 10 15 dollars yeah much in at the most is like 25 maybe 30 for some of the special editions yeah so they're relatively cheap they're really well done great quality of production great graphic design easy to read for two colorblind guys so which is important yeah it's, it's a very fun system very fun games i do have to pick myself up the copies yeah just to play it, but or just to have it because it's a good uh, another one of those that just is a good filler game, and it plays relatively quicker than Munchkin does. But yeah, for me, it was Dungeon Mayhem. Mine is one that I don't think you've played. In fact, I can almost guarantee you haven't played because I just picked up a copy of it earlier this year and uh, played it recently. 
It was originally going to be Bonanza, because I was like, oh, it's a simple card game. Yeah. It's silly art. But I was like, no, what really embodies Munchkin for me is the for the art and production point of view, is that the art, when you look at the art, John Kowalik, he's a fantastic artist. Mm-hmm. And his stuff just makes you laugh. I mean, when yes. you have, like, uh, the, knee, the knee pads of allure, right? Or the, Did you the know it's another John Kowalik art No, it is not a John Kowalik okay. game. In fact, this, the designer of this game actually did his own art as well. Oh, okay. Um, so I'll give him that. It's an indie design, um, and this game is called Execution. Where it, you're destroying things in very terrible ways, but it's the cutest art ever, and makes it absolutely demented. Is it this one that you picked up in one of your road trips? Yeah, uh, during the Gamma Trade show. Yeah, ah, okay. I, I yeah. met the designer of it. Really cool guy. Um, I mean, like, there's impalement as one of the ways to die, and it's like a mushroom or uh, a uh, marshmallow on a stick, you know, about to be roasted, and they have giant smiles and like. Like, uh, hilarious things. Um, there, there's drowning and it's bubbles, you know, like it's, it's super adorable. And that's the whole point is that it's a, a dark, demented theme with overly cute, uh, characters and it makes it hilarious. Like you, you look at the art on this and you laugh just the same way you would in Munchkin. Okay. Cards aside, you know, it's just a card game. It's just a box with some stuff, a couple extra little things like a die or whatever. Mm-hmm. Those don't really matter as far as the production value goes. But the art is where it stands out. And what sets Munchkin apart from other games around the same time. So, Execution was my last pick. Alright, that's cool. Yeah. Never I, played that one, never even really heard of it. And you you should pull up the art when we're done recording. Because, <laughs> and anybody listening, seriously, go pull up the art. And just trust me on that. You're going to love it. It's it's hilarious. And buy a copy, too. Show your support. Speaking of Gamma, has uh, the shop done Earth yet? Because my copy's finally shipping. Ooh. I th- well, there was a lot of, like, delays for mm. who, get, who got what. So, um, hopefully soon. We did get my little Everdell, though. Oh, okay. So. That's um, a weird one for the shop to carry. Yeah, it is. That is. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. So, anyway, um, we want to thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, if you want to join us on one of our live episodes, and remember, you have a chance to enter in for this free game that we will ship to you, uh, join us at twitch.tv slash everydayboardgames, where we, where you can join in on live commentary and watch our episode before everyone else. As well as all video re-uploads are found on YouTube under youtube.com slash at everydayboardgamespodcast. And if you like what we do, there are three things you can do to help us grow on that platform. Subscribe if you're not. That's an entry. Like the video and comment down below and tell us your thoughts on the subject. As well as all audio versions can be found on most podcast platforms under Everyday Board Games Podcast. This includes Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, Podbean, and now officially on Apple. And just remember uh, to get in contact with us. How do you enter the contest? Ooh, Email us at everydayboardgames2020 at gmail.com. If you want to just say hello, you can. If you want to give us ideas for future episodes. But more importantly, if you want to enter for this little guy right over here, you're going to email us. Put in the body or the subject line of this email contest in the body. You're going to put the code word ALTRON into the body of the email as well as a way for us to contact you if you win. Uh, Again, it's open to the UK, Canada, and uh, United States. All right. So good luck. Hopefully somebody will win. I know somebody will. Hopefully somebody who deserves it wins. 
and we look forward to giving out that game. We want to thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I've been your host, Daniel. And I've been your host, Daniel. And we want to thank you for listening to Everyday Board Games. And remember, every day is a good day for board games.